glorifying you in every way possible, dear Lord. We thank you right now, dear Lord, for Pastor Sammy, dear Jesus, that he's been before your throne to receive a message for you that was special for just this day, just for this moment, dear Lord. Let our hearts be prostrated in a way that we can receive and understand the intimacy of what you're sharing on this day. Let it be a blessing, dear Lord. Let it stir up something in us, dear Jesus, where we will share with another. Thank you, dear Jesus. We bless you and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. My neighbors here, Ben and Champagne, are here, so thank you guys so much for coming. It's the first time uh, being here. Uh, we have a lot of end-time prophecy talks on the front lawn. So, How long have you guys been married? Long time. long time. You know you've been married a long time. <laughs> you know when it's over 50 years when you go a long time. <laughs> <laughs> So praise God, but um, you know I'm already I'm always uh, inspired by long marriages. Um, um, I think to be a great man, you have you need to be a a good father and a good husband. Those are the first things that make you great, and then you know you can you can go on from there. But so you've got to learn to be a servant to somebody. Praise God. I am going to talk to you today. Um, concerning what the Lord gave me to speak on this day, concerning the times and the things that are about to occur on the earth. I have some glasses here. And then I'll, oh, there they are. Um, the Lord told me to say that many people will see this video he told me many people will see this video some will see it too late because they are not concerned with the things of god but behold i am coming and i come quickly so the lord gave me this message and it's a warning to people both christian and non-christian that a time is coming upon the earth that um, the Bible has warned us for, about for many years. It is called the time of tribulation, um, and it's unfolding itself right before our eyes every day. And most people don't know about it, and a lot of people don't care about it, and like the Lord told me, uh, they're not really concerned about the things of God. I didn't know that till I was out trying to uh, give out the flyers and tell people to come to church. And um, I realized, wow, these people have no idea even who Jesus is. I think they only hear about him a couple of times a year, maybe Christmas and Easter. And then from the rest of the year, they don't even hear about him. So I am not a good street evangelist. I just was like, I was awed to that that people didn't even know what I was talking about, who Jesus was, being saved. I'm like, I need to, I need to back up and just go tell people. I, I'm, I'm thinking about just offering a Bible study because uh, it, it was really kind of sad. Anyway, in 20, 
20, the beginning of 2020, the Lord gave me a message. Pastor Ben called me the night before and said, Pastor Sandy, uh, uh, I think you should speak on uh, what's going on right now. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will know uh, what's going on with, with, in the world right now. And so I prayed. I said, Lord, I have no idea. Somebody else is speaking tomorrow. What do you want me to say? And he said, explain to them what's going on and tell them that the cure that they're offering you in 2020 is not a cure. The poison is in the cure. They're just offering it all around the world. And that, that what they're saying, oh, the um, Fauci and all of them were saying, this is going to be your cure. Put your mask on because this is the cure. And the Lord told me that is not a cure. The poison is inside of what they're going to give to people. And so um, I, I did that. I said exactly what the Lord told me. And lo and behold, Drea comes to me the next morning and said, this is getting dangerous. You got over a million views. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I started looking, and there, were, there it was. It was already at 2 million views. And people were, and then someone called me from Germany, because we have members all over the world now, um, and said, uh, you have 6 million views in, in Germany, and it's been translated into English. And so I'm like, what is going on? Why, did, why is it that God wanted people to know what was going on? Because I had never gone viral before, but all of a sudden, people were saying, that's my pastor, isn't he? he's famous. And I was like, no, I just did what God told me. I think the message was only 10 minutes, and, but it went all over, and God was trying to get people's attention to let them know, don't submit to this. The poison is in the cure, okay? So only till now does God telling me to warn the people that the world is about to enter into tribulation. It is the worst time in the history of mankind. It is going to happen, and it is going to happen in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It is not going to be something that you can look to the sky and say, oh my goodness, the sky turned red, I need to get ready. There will be no preparation for you to get ready. You will wake up, and it will be a regular day. And the next moment, those who love the Lord Jesus Christ will be praising hallelujahs on a cloud in the sky. And the rest of the world will be trying to figure out what happened as the Antichrist or those who are demon-possessed try to lie away what just happened. They will tell people that uh, the, the UFOs have taken people. They will tell people all kinds of things, anything to get them away from the idea that something godly has happened. This is coming upon the earth. And the Lord wants us to know and understand that he loves you so much that he wants to warn people. This is a very um, 
hard world to live in because of the way we're born. We're born sick. And people say, oh, I'm going to go and tell people, you know, you're a sinner, you need to repent. Sin is not um, something that people are born doing. They're born with it. You understand? It's a sickness that grows more and more inside of you as you get older and older. So when you're born as a baby, you don't know you've been born into sin. It grows on you, and it grows on you. Then I think my first big sin, I think I was seven or eight, and I knew this kid had money in a jar, and I snuck in their room and when, when everybody was outside and took $5 out and put it in my pocket. And I knew it was wrong when I got home, but I never told anybody I stole that $5. Now, that's, that was because sin was inside of me. It was desiring to like take over my life, to teach me how to be more and more like the ones who hate God, which is Satan. So sin is already in your body when you're young. And once you start getting older and older, the sin gets worse and worse. This disease gets worse. Then this disease says, well, why don't you do this? And why don't you do this? Why don't you smoke weed? Why don't you use some profanity when you're angry? And so it's not so much that you were born a, a sinner, you were born with a disease. And that disease has to be dealt with, okay? If you never get a cure for your disease, you'll die with your disease, and your disease is very contagious. When sinners around other people, the Bible says good people don't make bad people better. It says bad people make good people worse. You understand? So sin is contagious. And nobody is going to let someone into their home who has a contagious disease that can kill you. And could, 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 could end up harming also your family members. So therefore, sinners can't enter God's house because you have a contagious disease that causes death, which is called sin, okay? No one wants to be called a sinner. I don't tell people they're sinners. I say, you were born with a sickness, and it's called sin, and it's causing you to do the things that you do. Oh, you understand? So the message that the Lord gave me was to tell people what is going on, okay? Um, I was handing out this flyer, and on the flyer, it read, um, W-O-2020-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06
And so now all of the world is preparing to have central banks that are based on cryptocurrency and not cash. So they did a whole thing, documentary, on how they're going to offer people money at first to turn in your cash. Therefore, once you turn in your cash, they will give you $25 on the dollar to turn in your cash. Now, you tell me that if you've been left behind and you've got $3,000 in the bank and someone wants to give you $25 on each dollar to turn it over, you're not going to do it. You, people are going to do it because they're going to trick them into doing this at first. Because once you, when they introduce something, they, want, they don't want to panic people, but I want to introduce it to you. So therefore, people are going to turn in their cash and people are going, their banks are going to take over and they will be given what is necessary to purchase at that time. Maybe it will start off with a card, but eventually it's going to be that you need to take a chip in your hand or in your forehead to be able to buy or sell. It is coming. It is as real as the sun coming up in the morning. It's going to happen whether you believe it or you, or you don't believe it because the Bible has not been untrue for 6,000 years. So it's coming. So um, I, was, I, I was reading in Revelation chapter 13, verse 15, and it's on your notes page if you have your notes. And it says, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many um, as would not worship the, the image of the beast to be killed. He caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except for the uh, one who has the mark, the name of the beast and the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of man and the number is 666. Now, this is written in the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation was finished in 90 AD. That means for 1,933 years, this was written that long ago. And here you get to 2020, and they finally introduced that they're going to have a currency with a patent number of 666. Okay? And so it is, it, it is present, and it's here, and it's on the earth and people are going to see it. Now, many of us, when 2020 came, did not understand that it was the 120th year. Since 1900, it was the 120th year. God told Noah, in the 120 years, when, when the 120 years comes, there's going to be a worldwide flood meaning that the whole world is going to be underwater in 120 years. That's what God told Noah. Now, when we got to the 120th year, the whole world was not underwater, but did you notice that the whole world was under trouble? 
And, the, and when you're talking about water in the, in the scriptures, you're talking about a time of tribulation and trouble. So in the whole world, we had never seen anything like that before. We had never seen that India had to wear masks and nobody was on the street and no businesses were open. We had never seen that. We had never seen Las Vegas completely empty. We have never seen priests getting arrested or, or rabbis getting arrested for being inside of a synagogue without a mask on. We have never seen pastors get arrested for not doing what they were supposed to do. And we have never seen people get fired for not complying to take the poison. And we have never understood the fact that it was worldwide. And so God was trying to talk to the human race. Every Christian should have woke up. How, who's controlling the whole world? Who's making everybody comply? Because there was nowhere in the world that you could escape it. So do you think this is not going to happen again? This is what Revelation chapter 13 had just told you. Everyone, anyone who refuses to take the mark will be killed. You understand? This day is coming. The only escape from this, from this is to take the cure that God has provided for you so when you enter in his house, you don't contaminate everything. And there's only one cure, and his name is Jesus. So God is saying, in your lifetime, as you get sicker and sicker, because you're born, you're a cute little kid. We have the, all these, these young people that used to go to church here. They were so cute and fluffy when they were here. They did praise dances. They did all kinds of really cute things. We thought they, they did poetry. Jesus is my Lord. La da 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 da. And you just go, oh, she's so cute. But we didn't tell them, like, look, you're not going to be this cute when you're a teenager. The comedian said that, that he thinks that Satan was about 15 or 16 when he rebelled. Because that's when it about starts, okay? When you're about teen, teenagers, that's when it starts happening, okay? So when you turn teen, it's like the sin, the sickness that is in you that desires the sin gets a little thicker. And you start looking at stuff that you're not supposed to look at. And you know you're not supposed to look at it. But it's very, it's pulling you in. And you're going, well, this sounds pretty good. And then you see, oh my goodness, she met a guy and they fell in love. And they, and oh, they, she spent the night. And you never saw a wedding, but you go, this is how things go. Because entertainment is training you to love your sickness. You know, it's going to teach you, you need to love this sickness. You need to be like the rest of the world. Look, everybody's drinking alcohol. This is what we do. So Satan is promoting your sickness. And you're getting sicker by the year. 18, 19, you don't know what happened. 
How did I become a cigarette smoking, addicted to alcohol person? And I'm only 21. You wonder, but somebody needed to tell you you were sick when you came in and your sickness is gonna get worse if you don't find Jesus Christ. I found Jesus when I was 17 and I already needed him. You understand? So if you have your notes, let's go to the next page. In Genesis chapter 3, verse, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than, the, than any of the beasts of the field, uh, which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God said, You shall not eat of every tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God knows that in the day you eat of, uh, uh, um, that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be ki Elohim or like God. So when Satan told this story, he said, you will be key Elohim, which is a numerical value in the Hebrew of 666. So God attributed the number to Satan. This is how you got man to, to agree with the, to, to receive the sickness. So then now sickness was inside of the, hum, the whole human race. So everybody is born in this same bloodline, you're born with the same sickness. I was just watching uh, 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 one of the St. Jude uh, Hospital, and they, they were asking the parent, how did your child get so sick? And she said, oh, my mother had it, and I had it, and now, we've get, now my, my daughter has it, and now we've got to find a way to, to get this out of our blood system. And I was like, just thinking to myself, that's just in the natural showing you that sickness can transfer and transfer and transfer until somebody finds a cure to keep it from transferring. So now when you're born here, look, we know you're nice, cute people when you're kids. But as you get older, Satan is going to introduce to you ways to destroy you. How to be a baby mama before you're 15. How to get high using weed. How to have a drink. How to take a shot. How to hang out with people who don't love God. How to get into witchcraft. It's whatever, nobody knows what, what, how your disease is going to form, but Satan is definitely going to be watching and trying to find out which one he can give you because he knows that your flesh is sick and it really wants to, to, to rebel against God. He's just got to find out which one. What do you want? Okay. Is it boys you're into? Is it girls you're into? Is it weed you're into? Is it alcohol you're into? What are you into? Because I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to get the world to promote it and tell you it's cool. Okay. And I'm going to make music 
for you to listen to to tell you it's cool. Because ultimately, I know something that human beings don't know. And I read it in the book of, of uh, uh, Enoch, and it said, when, when man, when, when angels had sinned and man had sinned, it said, I saw God create a place that had no bottom but was full of flames. And, and there he put people who did not um, conform to the obedience of God. The angels were thrown into that place, and there was much pain and torment. And it talks about how God said, I've created these people, and they're created in my image, so they can't die. But they can't come in my house because they'll make everybody sick. So I've got to, if the ones who don't want to cure, I've got to have a place where they go. Because everybody doesn't want to cure. And if everybody doesn't want the cure, they, they can't die. Did you know you can't die? A lot of people's like, well, you know, when I die, everything will be over. Listen. You were born with a soul that can't die. Do you understand? It can be placed. Even scientists say that, that energy must be placed. It can be replaced, transformed, but it can't be destroyed. And you were made with that same energy that God gave you. You've got to go somewhere when you leave here. Satan knows this. You just don't. So therefore, little Johnny, have a drink. So you have to understand this is a war over you and your life and your soul and how you're going to fight this war is very important. Amen. You can't be like everybody else. You understand? Okay. Now, in this thing where it says, um, on this it says, uh, uh, two weapons have been uh, uh, for mankind. There are two weapons that are uh, uh, against mankind. Tradition, okay, tradition is the other weapon that, that Satan uses against mankind. And tradition simply means uh, things that the world gives you to say that, you know, this is, I'm a Muslim because my whole family's a Muslim. I'm a Catholic because my whole family says I'm a Catholic. This is our tradition. God says tradition is used to destroy people. And there's the, the second word in the, in the Bible, in the New Testament, that has 666 is tradition. So you don't want to follow your tradition. If you were born Catholic and you say this is my family's tradition, find a way to get out of that 666. Because tradition and 666 is the same thing in the New Testament. Okay? Now, in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 22, the question is asked, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? So God is asking the question in Jeremiah, is there a balm in Gilead? Is there something that people can take that can cure them of their sin sickness? Because he was prophesying about a coming cure. And the coming cure was going to be Jesus Christ who dies on the cross for your sins. 
He was coming into the world because he's going to be the, 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 the medicine that you're going to need to get the sin out of you or to control the sin. Because most people who are sick, you don't get cured, you get medicated, and now you, the symptoms don't show up, but you have to still remember you've been medicated. Okay? So now that you continue to take the medicine, you feel healthy, you're walking around, everything is good. Only time that you feel bad is when you what? Stop taking the medicine. You will not be cured of your sin sickness until you get to heaven. Jesus and the word of God is the cure that you need because it's the medication that you need in this life to make sure that your symptoms don't overtake you and cause you to fall into sin and eventually die. Amen. So I take my medicine each day. A little bit of Jesus in this scripture, a little bit of prayer in this, a little bit of worship here, a little bit of fellowship with other believers. I'm always medicating myself on Jesus because I know that this is my eventual cure. Because once I get there, he says, you'll be just like me. You'll be in a resurrected body and we'll all be together. So it's not just about walking to the front and saying a prayer. It's about continuing your recovery. You understand? So I looked up uh, Balm and Gilead. And look at this. The Balm and Gilead, or the medicine that cures you, has the same numerical value as the ark. So what is God saying? That when you take the cure, you just got on the ark. Do you understand that? When you take the cure, you just got on the ark. Now your job is to do what? Stay on the ark. When you take the medicine, you're now on the ark. It's both 407. God says you're now on the ark. Now stay on the ark. Don't look at the blue water. Don't go for a swim. You know, because I, I, you know, human nature is human nature. I bet you I could jump in and get back on the boat before, before any trouble hits me. You don't know what's in the, in, the, in the water. There's sharks in the water. You can't sin a little. You know, some people think that they can, I'll just try it, and then, you know, then I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, go back to normal. Some people have tried things and never, and never survived them. The basketball player that just was celebrating that he got drafted decided he'd try cocaine that night, and he had a heart attack. Who, think, who thinks you can have a heart attack when you're 19 years old? But he did. You understand? So Satan is playing for keeps, and we have to know and understand this. You understand? So you, you're taking the medicine. Now you're on the ark. Do we have a real enemy? Yes. Go to your next page. I want to show you who the enemy is. A lot of us don't know, and uh, if you ever decide you want to look up the number 11, it is a satanic number that the Church of Satan absolutely loves and adores, okay? The number 11 is a satanic number. We had an event that happened on 9-11, okay? And while this event, these two planes were crashing into the, the, the World Trade Center, 
which look like what? An 11 standing next to each other, okay? And so the first plane that hits the building is flight what? 11, okay? And flight 11 had made sure they had 92 people on board. So I'm just telling you, they don't just do things, they calculate things to make sure that they're worshiping Satan as they do it, okay? Now, while these planes are hitting the building, the president of the United States, who is a skull and bone member, is sitting in a classroom. And he's telling the kids, repeat after me and say these words. Plane must hit steel. Plane must hit steel. And the children are quoting this in the classroom. Then a guy comes over to Bush and whispers in his ear and says, oh, the plane just hit the, the steel, and so it, it's happened. And then they say, okay, all you kids now go under your, de under your desk. I have a book for you. And they pull out the book, My Pet Goat, which is a symbol of Satan. So that means that this event was planned. It happened, and 3,000 people died in this event. This is what Satan is called a sacrifice. And they're asked to sacrifice humans all the time if you're a part of this Illuminati. They're asked to sacrifice. So that was the first of the major sacrifice that we knew about because we saw it happen. And most of us believe the media because the media is owned by who? Satan. So you said, oh, yeah, this Arabic guy, he, he was planning, he planned the whole thing from a cave in Saudi Arabia. And we just believed it. We didn't understand that Satan was doing a sacrifice and that they were killing human beings, 3,000 of them, over 3,000, and they didn't really care. You have to understand they do not care about human life. They will spend billions and billions of dollars to make sure that you never make it to heaven. Okay? What happened in, uh, 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 just recently, we had the Maui fires, right? Do you know there's 2,000 children that are missing? So they haven't found 2,000 children. You understand? Out of all the people that died, two, over 2,000 of them are, are, are missing children. You understand? They called off school that day to make sure that the kids were at home when they did the fires. Okay? And we say, oh, what a tragedy. It just was an accident. Maybe somebody was having a brush fire or something. But when they looked at the film, they saw there were boats outside of, of the fire on the water that were being caught on fire. It's called DEW, what, direct energy weapon? And they were doing this fire the same as they did in California in Paradise City when they burnt that down. And they said they used this same thing to do that, okay? And so I'm, I'm trying to let you know and understand all of this is occurring while they're doing satanic sacrifices against human beings. We're not even in the tribulation yet. I just want to jump up sometime and go, wake up! What are we doing? Why are you casual about Jesus? I really want to do that sometimes. Listen to this. 
and this was in 2010. IBM Positive ID Verichip uh, hopes to get all humans tagged with microchip implants uh, and, and, and adds to the chip recombinant DNA technology. You hear that? You know what recombinant DNA technology is? I could take the DNA from a pig and put it inside of a chip, and then when I put the chip inside of you, your body will do a recombinant uh, 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 process which will, will mix that DNA in with your DNA, and you'll have both that pig's DNA and your DNA inside of your, inside of your body. So what they want to do is put recombinant DNA technology inside of the chip so that they can use the DNA of a Nephilim and put it inside of you so that now when your body put, goes through the process of the recombinant DNA process, now you are part of that and part of this and you are no longer human. Therefore, in the tribulation, it says there were people that were trying to die but couldn't because it's hard to die when you have a Nephilim gene pool. So understand their mind of destroying human beings is far out there. Jesus died on the cross because he knew this. When they said we're going to do cryptocurrency under 666, Jesus says, I wrote about that in 90 AD. You're supposed to be paying attention. Okay, I'm going to go to the next page. Because I really want to get to uh, my, 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 my uh, scripture here. It says, 1918, pandemic started on March 11th. Did you guys know that there was a, a pandemic just like just like this, uh, uh, this one that just happened? Did you know that they had one exactly like it in 1918? Do you know it's, what day it started on? March 11th. Do you know what day the, the one started in 2020? March 11th. So I, want, I just want to ask you, are they picking the day because 11 is a satanic number or not? You understand? So, it started, so that one happened in March 11th. Uh, uh, in uh, March 11, 1918, the influ influenza uh, uh, pandemic, 1918 to 1919, resulted in an estimated 25 million deaths, though some researchers have projected that it was more 40 to 50 million. So all the people that they were saying take the cure, what they gave is central controlled. That means they have it, but we don't have to turn it on till we're ready. Right. Do you hear what I'm saying? Right. I remember when, when uh, um, the, I'm not gonna say his name, but he, his kid was getting the shot and he was doing the commercial for them. My son, I'm proud to say my son got the shot today. And, he was it's so beautiful that he's complying. And then his son has a heart attack at 18, practicing basketball uh, at USC. And I'm like, how does an 18-year-old have a heart attack? But I'm trying to, but like the Lord told me, 
the poisonous inside of the, okay? So, no one understands this, that this process is going on and tribulation is coming, Satan knows it's coming. Listen, March 11 of 2024, they had a bombing in Spain. It killed 191 people. It happened exactly 911 days after 9-11. So they made sure that exactly after 9-11, they counted 911 days and then did a bombing on the exact same day to make sure that, you know, they're complying with their sacrifice. Okay? I'm telling you this because you need to know you're at war. You understand? I'm telling you this because you need to know that Jesus is the one that loves you. That God is the one that has provided life for you. And he is the one that has said, read my word, study my word, stay away from sin, stay away from the world, sanctify yourself away from the way they think, sanctify yourself from the things that they do, because the things that they do just makes your sickness worse. And then as your sickness gets worse and worse, now you're in AA meetings. Now you're in prison. Now you're, 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 it, it leads to everything that's bad. You understand? So God has said, sanctify yourself away from what they do. The world does not love you. And what Satan has set up, it does not love you. You have to love you. And you have to love you enough to say that Jesus is number one in my life. You know, this other one, I don't even, oh, man, me and Pastor Ben, uh, the FBI leader, the head of the Los Angeles FBI, Ted Gunderson, in 2013, uh, the FEMA ordered 100, 102,000 box carts of shackles and guillotines. He was announcing this on one of the uh, uh, social media things, okay? And uh, he said, why does the United States need 30,000 guillotines and over uh, 800 empty prison camps in the United States. What are they doing this for? Um, Ted Gunderson was murdered shortly after exposing this information. So he's trying to tell you, the United States just purchased 30,000 guillotines and are keeping them at a concentration camp. And he's an FBI agent for many years. And he doesn't know why they're doing this, but he tries to warn the people that this is happening. And then a few days later, well, a few weeks later, he ends up, oh, he dies of, uh, I think, the anthrax poisoning or something. And so anybody that tries to warn you becomes a threat, okay? Thus John, uh, uh, John Kennedy, right? He was trying to warn the people of what was happening, and he was a threat. This next one that, that I wanted to tell you about is kind of uh, hard to expose, but the Maui fires happened on, eight, on, on August 8, which is a satanic number that they worship on. It's like called a new, uh, uh, it's a worship day of like how the stars uh, uh, situate themselves. Okay, so 8-8 eight, eight is a, a cult number. So of course they, they do the Maui fires on 8-8 eight, eight, and then uh, on 8-8, in uh, 2015, they put Cali, 
the, uh, the goddess of destruction on the Empire State Building. And then, of course, 92 days, days later, they do a shooting in, in France, and they kill 130 people. And if you look, and if you look at the next page on page five, you'll see that 97 days after the, the, they put the thing on the Empire State Building, that's when they begin the shooting, okay? And it happened in a city called um, St. Denis, which in Paris they called the 93. I asked somebody about it. There's like, oh, you don't want to go to the 93. The 93 is a ghetto area. So, so that means they did a music video to tell you when they were going to kill 30, 130 people uh, in a terrorist attack. So I'm just trying to tell you, look, this whole world is bad, and God says it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse until, and the tribulation is coming, and the only peace that is going to have is when the, when the Prince of Peace comes and, and, and does what he has to do. You understand? So I'm going to read two scriptures in the Bible, and one of them is this, okay? It is Luke chapter 21, verse, verse 32. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away till all, all these things happen. When he said this generation, what's he talking about? He's talking about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Do you know that the rebirth of the nation of Israel was planned in the Bible? That God is telling you from the beginning of the Bible when Israel is going to leave out that nation, but they're going to come back in 1948. It is already prophesied in scripture that it was going to be 1948 in Genesis. You understand? So when 1948 come, it became the last generation. God says, this is the generation that's going to see this. It started in 1948. The end of that generation would have been 70, but God gave them 10 more years, which is 80, which is 2029, May 14th. So you're living in the generation. You're living in the generation that's going to see the tribulation. And God is trying to tell you, prepare yourself by being in Christ and making sure that you are sanctifying yourself away from the world. I can't jump up and high and scream it and do that what I really want to do. I can't do that, but I want to do that But I'm because I'm trying to tell you what the Lord is showing me, just like what he showed me in 2020. You understand? He's trying to tell you, prepare yourself to go. Prepare yourself to go. I have a home. It's already built for you. In my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I have gone there to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. That is a promise from Jesus to those who sanctify themselves away from the world and take the cure and get on the ark. So it says here, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Be careful or your heart, be careful or your heart will be weighed down with dispensation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. You hear that? Be always on watch. Be always ready. 
It will come on everybody that lives on the whole earth. The beautiful thing is, if you're not here, don't worry about it. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go there to prepare a place for you that I may paralambano, which means to take you out of the world to be with me. You understand? The promise of the rapture, the promise of him taking us, stands, and we're living in the generation that's going to see it, and it could happen at any moment. We're looking at Rosh Hashanah coming up. I pulled a pomegranate off my, 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 my neighbor's tree to show you that the pomegranates are in season, which is one of the rapture signs. So I'm trying to tell you, this is coming. I, you know what? The Lord just told me, you're going to be just like Noah in that day. You're going to be just like Noah in that day. They will not come to the boat and start yelling, hey, let us on until it starts happening. Because you can scream it, Noah preached righteousness, and they all came to the boat and said, let us on. And what did he say to them? Aren't you the same people that said there's no God? So I'm trying to tell you there is a God who is trying to cure you of a horrible sickness that is inside of your body that causes you to sin. You didn't come into this world cursing. You did not come into this world cursing. You did not come into this world talking about, can I have a beer? You did not come into this world like that. It is your disease that causes you to rebel against God. You didn't come into this world talking about I'm a Pisces or a Libra. Or, you weren't practicing witchcraft when you came in. The world taught you that. <laughs> because Satan wants your sickness to get so bad that you insist on your sickness. And that's what I experienced out talking to people and walking around. What? If I become a Christian, I can stop drinking. I don't, what if I don't want to stop drinking? I said, you're saying this because you're sick. I'm not sick. I just drink a little bit. I said, look, you're saying this because you don't understand. He says, no, this, this is, she said, I am single. This is what she said. I'm single. I went to a Beyonce concert. I was a little late getting up for work because I, I got drunk that night. And um, uh, I really had a great time, though. I'm not married, so I don't have to worry about kids. I like my life. I was like, okay. Listen, so what she was saying to me is, I like this sickness. We got a problem. Your sickness is not always painful. It's only painful when you hit rock bottom. Then you, oh God, how did I end up this way, right? But while you're doing it, it seems to be pleasure, but God telling you that that pleasure will guide you into death. You understand? This is why God says sanctify yourself. God knows that sin is attractive. He knows that you want to go to a Beyonce concert and listen to <laughs> I don't understand why. God knows that these are the things that you want to do. But he's saying it's not good for you because it leads to death. You understand? 
I'm going to, I'm going to finish this, this message today in Psalms chapter 22. So let's go there, and then we're going to finish, and I'll be done yapping. We're in Psalms. Is Psalms before the New Testament? Okay, then why does this Psalm start off like this? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the word of my groaning. Where have we heard that before? When Jesus is on the cross. Eloi, Eloi, lama shabbatani, right? Or the way they pronounce it in the English. Okay? So you got a scripture that is being quoted, and Jesus is not even on the earth yet, but is being quoted in Psalms. So God already knew he was coming to do what? To be a cure for your sin sickness, to cause you to not want to be in a sinful life. Your cure makes you hate sin. That's why Satan doesn't want you to know Jesus. If you get cured, you won't like sin. You won't like the things that I'm selling you. So Satan doesn't want you to take the cure. The guy, like the guy told me, he says, look, I like women. Dude, I don't want to become a Christian. I like women. I'm like, dude, we all like women. But why don't you get a wife and have a and, 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 and love her and do what God wants you to do instead of going from here to there to here to there. Oh, no, you're trying to get me to be like, you know, a little good church choir boy. That ain't me. I like women. I said, dude, you are sin sick. You like that, and you don't know that you're going to end up in hell because you like that, and Satan's not going to tell you you're going to end up in hell, but or tribulation or whatever you're going to end up in, he's not going to tell you that this is killing you. He's just going to tell you, you're cool. You're a player. You've been played. You understand? You've been played. So understand what's going on. You're fighting for your life. How, I don't know. I get, I get frustrated. Okay. It says, oh, it says um, oh my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, and, uh, um, and I am not silent. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. In you, our fathers put their trust. They trust in you. Uh, uh, they trust and you delivered them. They cried to you and were saved. In you, they trusted and we're not disappointed. Did our, <laughs> did you see uh, our friend, they moved into their new house in uh, New Jersey? Yogis. Has God forsaken, ever, ever forsaken anybody that trusts in him? No. Understand? God is going to watch out for you. God is going to keep you. You understand? We can trust God, but get in relationship. Now here we get to this, and it says, Jesus says, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. Why does he say he's a worm? 
he uses a very specific worm that is in Israel. And what does that worm do? When that worm gets pregnant, it finds wood and it attaches itself to the wood. Then it spews out red to cover the, the, the seeds so that the birds won't eat the babies. Okay? And then the worm dies on the thing and the children are birthed and then they begin their life. That's the worm that he's talking about. Jesus says, I am a worm. I'm the one that's going to crawl upon the wood cross and die for you and cover you in my blood. <laughs> Understand? What, he's, what he has done for us, we are not going to really understand until we get there. But we don't have to be dumb humans. We... we we can get past that stage. Wisdom is in this book. Follow after her. Follow after wisdom because she loves you. You understand? And I'm only saying to her because wisdom is a feminine word in Hebrew. And I think God knew what he was doing. So like, I'm a, wisdom going to be a lady. Because <laughs> you don't want to call wisdom. <laughs> But know and understand that. God is saying, be wise. Be wise. How many of my friends that I grew up in high school with that are dead, that, were on, that, that went on drugs, that went to prison, that, you know, uh, I had one young lady, she became uh, uh, pregnant when she was in high school. Then she had another baby by uh, another guy, and then he went to prison, and then she found Jesus <laughs> and went back to school and gave her life to Christ and went back to school and got her nursing degree and then, at, and then ended up marrying the prof one of the professors at the school, wow. and, wow. and he was a born-again Christian, wow. and he, raised, he helped raise her two kids. And they're a beautiful couple to this day. Okay? So I want you to know, while Satan's plotting against you, if you turn to God, he'll fix the situation. You understand? If you turn to him, he'll fix the situation. You understand? Sometimes people are apart. And both their lives are going bad. And then God puts them back together and gives them Jesus. Does anybody know who I'm talking about, Cora? <laughs> and then they both find Christ, and God fixed both lives and does everything good. You understand? So you can be on your way to destruction and change your mind and say, what? I heard there's medicine for this. Jesus. And you can cure yourself, and you'll never see tribulation. You'll never see the torment of hell. All because you decided, I am going to take the cure that God has provided. Okay? God said to say this last thing. As sure as the sun comes up in the morning, this world will enter into tribulation. As sure as the sun comes up in the morning, this world will go through tribulation. And everything that I wrote in the book of Revelation will occur as I wrote it. He says, it's as sure as the sun coming up in the morning, it is going to happen. 
the decision of whose side you're going to be on when this all goes down depends on how you accept the one who has provided the cure. If you accept him and you sanctify yourself from this world, you don't have to go through this. God is not mean. I wouldn't die. Let me tell you, I, it would be hard for me to die for most people because some of you just don't like. But to die for people that don't even like you and to die in the way that Jesus died to make sure that all of your sin was paid for took a lot of love. To be patient after you accept Christ, to wait for you to grow up like your own kids. He's waiting for you to grow up, and he's showing you love and patience as you grow up. You understand? God is not, oh, you made a mistake. Sorry, you're out. Nope. I, patience and love, you can grow up. And, and, and by the time you, you, you get to where you really understand and know and you can live for me, you'll see how much I've loved you and been patient with you. <clears throat> you understand? He's a very patient God. He's a very loving God. I like what you were praying over the young lady this morning. Nobody wants to see you win. Everybody wants to see you lose <clears throat> because when they're at the bottom of the, of, the, of, the, of the pit, they only feel better if they're pulling you down. <clears throat> so at some time, you're going to have to say, I'm with Jesus. I'm not coming down there with you. You understand? And, you, and your words aren't going to affect the, the way I feel about me and the way I feel about God. <clears throat> I'm so on fire for Jesus. Because you can have great life in Jesus. Or you can have old jacked up life. You can have a jacked up life. If you insist on sinning, go ahead. Enjoy your jacked up life. But I guarantee you, until you turn to Christ and decide to do it his way, you're going to have a jacked up life. Okay? Choose either day, life or death. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Uh-oh, my wife. Good morning, everybody.